You just put on a headband, and I feel like I should have done the same. I My, know, your hair is so long right now. You need to get a cut. Yeah, I know. I I really do. I have no excuse. And I need a haircut. It's, <laughs> it's getting time. so long now that you have, like, the slight mullet when you wear a beanie. I love that. I love my little ducktail that shows up all the time, no matter what I do. They could like cut my hair really high in the back, and it would still be, be the this... first thing to grow. Yeah, I, I just know. got my bangs trimmed, and now I can see again. And honestly, it's wonderful. It's a wild world, and now they're just blown in the wind. <laughs> I know. It's like I'm like, oh, I have to get bangs for fall because if I get them in the spring or summer, it'll be too warm. But I didn't realize. It's just windy in the fall, so yeah. I'm just like I look like a tumbleweed every we time I have go outside. Seattle fall time, it's and plus where our building Adderall, is, I swear it's still. Diesel jeans. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> when you said shower time the other day, <laughs> glass of whiskey. Um, this is coffee with Rachel. I'm Rachel. I'm Chris, and it is October. Yeah, <laughs> that's this, what it is. This is not the first podcast. It's not the first one of October. No. Can you but, tell we're like half awake? You know what I mean. It's not yeah. even that early. It's literally 2 p.m. I feel as though... It's an off day. This week in Seattle is all... It's classic Seattle. It's like some rain. It's cloudy. Whatever. But I feel as though the weather... It's not even been daylight savings time ending. But it's just it's like it got dark. dark. Like out of nowhere. Like really early. Okay. We're going to talk about World Mental Health Day. But on that note... So you guys know I'm normally depressed anyway. <laughs> Well, like, I swear there must be something about, like, I don't have seasonal depression, but I would say it definitely, I fight Enhances. my depression hard. It makes it, it's like I'm not necessarily sadder during this time of the year because there's so much more that I enjoy during this time of the year, but it's just my exhaustion levels for not doing, like, anything overexerting myself are much higher just because of, like, the darkness. Like, I wonder if... That's the one part of depression that I think is the most frustrating is, like, how tired you always are. Yeah. And so when it gets dark and that makes you more tired and, like, less apt to get things done past a certain time, it just affects your mood. And I was I'm not reading some of those, that. um, the, like, sunlight things, you know, I was reading yeah, about I them. Yeah, I get a sun lamp, Yeah, honestly. I think that would probably, like, if any of you guys use those, let us know your experience with it and what you use, because, like, I feel like I was reading about them, and it's like you sit in front of it for, like, a half hour to an hour every morning, and, like, you don't look at it, but you put it in your periphery. Okay. And then it, you're, you're just, like, it's doing something in your body to, like, initiate chemical reactions that simulate, like, you're waking up in the morning for real. So, like, if it's dark or overcast, like it usually is in Seattle, it helps you, like, get your body to that full awake level. Okay. Yeah. I was reading an article. Apparently, Seattle is, like, lower than I thought it was for mental health stuff. Like... In the in terms of like how the government handles it, like it's still better than Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania must be fifty. Like well, oh, you mean like how like we're not that great at handling mental health related issues, or I guess um, <laughs> this is an article that I skimmed. <laughs> okay. We're like forty seven, and, th- and this could also be. But we're fiftieth in having the most mental health issues, which okay. like makes sense because of the weather. Yeah. If, and, like, all the people that are affected seasonally. But then where does Alaska go? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the number of people that live True. here as compared to that. But also, what about, like, the people that have more daylight than usual? I feel like that would also affect you in a way. Yeah, that's interesting. You like, might be less know. lethargic, but you might not be able to put down your work. You know what I'm saying? I get you. Like, your go, 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 because it's... And like, if you guys are in, like, 
Sweden or the Scandinavian states where it gets like there's days where it's like dark all day long but then there's days in the summer where it's like it's daylight all day long I don't know what I would like more yeah they're both equally a lot yeah absolutely I could not imagine trying to fall asleep at like 10 o'clock at night but it feels like it's two in the afternoon because it's sunny it's two in the afternoon okay listen (laughs) look the 2000s are back they're back we were at a friend's house over the weekend and there's a show on MTV. Well, first of all, they brought back TRL, which I don't I don't think Carson Daly's hosting it, so no, it's he's fine. Not. Um I never really watched TRL. I did before like other things. I was on, honestly you know? way more into VH1 than I was into MTV. <gasps> Whoa. And VH1 I guess, like, was VH1 the one that had did, like the, the Saturday countdown. Yes. That's what they had. I was a, I was obsessed. Everybody watched that. That was the fucking thing to watch. So it's is it MTV unplugged and VH1 like behind the music or something whatever. Whatever the one was where you could watch like the artists do like live more intimate shows recordings and then yeah. they would talk about that. I was watching that. But anyway, so there's a show, there's like a real world kind of spin-off type of vibe that they're doing on MTV right now called The 90s House. And it's, we watched like the first, like maybe like 15 minutes of it. And it's all people that were born like in the 90s. Like Hosted there are, by Lance Bass. And Christina Milian. Yeah. So is it Christine? Christine? I Christina? So. I don't remember, honestly. But. I, th- I feel as though it's too early. It's too early for this. Well, the 90s were already back because people were wearing like the spaghetti strap dresses over t-shirts. But it's just again. like they had people that lived in the 90s that were older I wanted than to us. see like Gen X wait no. Gen Z Gen Z which I'm, they're too young they're to too be young doing. to be in house yeah, because they the, want you to just be like getting wasted and then having the weird black light in the rooms yeah, yeah. so I feel like it's just too early for that kind but of but it show. was a wild ride let me tell you they were like they had to take away everyone's phones and then they had they were probably scripted to be like, all right, now you have to react. Like, getting your phone taken away is, like, the worst thing that could possibly happen to you as a millennial. Like, Yeah. Honestly, if I were living in that house and they took away my phone and they gave me a fucking I'll, I'll computer with Windows 98 on it and I could play all my games, bitch. I'll, I won't leave. I'll just I'd, stay I'm there. fine. Yeah. I'm completely fine with that. <laughs> um, let's do the coffee fact because I oh, forgot. Oh, yeah, shit. So we are drinking... Our classic Whole Foods coffee. Wow. I have a new mug right now. It will never change. I'm very excited about it. That's a world market mug, and it's very nice. looks rustic. It has, like... But it's it's fake rustic. It's supposed to look like somebody hand-pinched this. Yeah. You know, but it's clearly made from a machine. That's how I like my mugs. Clearly made by a machine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, The fact is that in the movie Fight Club, there is a cup of Starbucks in every scene. Okay. That's, I will have to go back and that, That's take a look. apparently a little Easter egg that David Fincher put into the entire movie. What was the reasoning? No idea. Okay. They just said that it's a fucking Easter egg that is there for you. A weird corporate Easter egg. Yeah. Were they sponsored? Maybe that's just it. Okay. So something that I want to talk about while we were on the subject of the 90s, kind of, is the <laughs> fact that AIM, AOL, AIM, Instant Messenger, is going to be no longer with us in December. After 20 years. It was like 1997 to 2017. Wow. Is what I said. Yeah. It's fucking wild. Like, I hate that 97 is 20 years ago. I know. First of all. That's disgusting. It's actually just 10. So. It's really weird that like, you know, at this time, like Verizon bought fucking Yahoo and AOL and they're like essentially killing both of those brands, which Yahoo can go fucking die because apparently 
everybody's account got goddamn hacked. I love how they lied. So they were like, just a small number of accounts were hacked. <laughs> That's great. They can. That company can go to hell. I'm surprised uh, that they're still kicking. To be I honest. Know. Well, they're not gonna be like AOL and Yahoo are being combined into Oath, which I don't know what the fuck that's gonna be. They're but gonna like, take an oath to like maybe not breach all of the security <laughs> measures. And it's just weird though, because AOL and Yahoo were like two of like the titans of the original internet. Like those were the big players. Everybody used AOL. I know. And everybody had a Yahoo email account. It's fucking wild. And so now AIM is like one of the first deaths to come out of all of this. Like, I want to know how many people were still using it. Like, I want to see a statistic. Yeah. I did see a lot of people on Twitter saying like, it sucks because my work job company uses it. I feel like Slack was the final, Slack and Discord are the final nails in the coffin for AIM. Yeah, Discord. Yeah. I mean, they're better, honestly, but like also there's nostalgia. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about AIM. Because for some of the young people listening to this show right now, hello. He may not have been he an avid user. <laughs> now, I also used MSN Messenger, which I think still exists. I never used that. I only used that because I had a lot of internet friends that lived in the UK. And so I just used that because that's what they were all using. Mm-hmm. So let me know if that's relatable to anyone listening. <laughs> but <laughs> AIM was like what you used in your day-to-day life yeah. to talk to your friends at school. Because when you got home from school, it was like you were ex from your friends you couldn't just like you grab your cell, cell phone yeah like you were gone unless you got that one hour of computer time on your communal desktop we had a gateway yeah that <sighs> fucking gateway in that stupid cow print box yep which was literally the reason why they bought it because my mom loved cows and it was really popular and they were always really terrible i know love it so aim wow an entire just playing that one YouTube video that's all the sounds of AIM. Put that on right now while you're listening to us reminisce. Oh my god. It's the door opening for somebody signing online. That's all you need. I will never, ever have the same feeling. Like, even when I saw you for the first time, it doesn't even measure up to the <laughs> feeling of being in, like, sixth grade, and you're on, you're looking at your buddy profile, okay? And then... That door opens, that creaky door, and you see your crushes like Flyers 16, 24, XX. And like, there was such a whole thing about like, oh my God, what is like too soon? Should I like send them a message? Like when is too soon to send them a message? I know, I was just waiting there by the clock. I remember like... You I'd don't... have friends over, and we would we would be talking to whoever's crush it was. Yeah. And they would be, like, behind you, and you'd be just, like, group working this entire conversation. Oh I guess people do that with texting now, too. So it's... The, the thing, thing is, is though, similar. is, like, you don't have that anymore because we're always on. I know. We're always there. That's the whole point of, like, we don't say BRB anymore. Yeah, BBL, BRB, GTG. GTG, that was my favorite. Or G2G. G2G, wow. Wow. People did the letter T. Those people were wrong. Oh, that's wrong. The only things that have, like, survived that era are OMG and LOL. LMAO. LMAO. I use that one the most. And OMG. Yeah. It's weird, because that was the beginning of, like, where you go to the grocery store, and there'd be those things that it's like, do you know what your kids are saying online? Oh, my God. And it'd be just absolutely ridiculous acronyms that no one used. The AIM T9 word era gave us a lot of gems. I don't even remember, like... Sometimes I miss T9 word. 
Yeah, I get it. I get that you had to hit, like, a button four times to get an S. (laughs) But I was so lightning fast, and I didn't have to look. So you could really text me Not T9 word. T9 word, hopefully, was smart enough to understand. You just press it once, and you're, like, going through, and it would make the word number one. Oh, right. You're right. See, I'm already forgetting. If you did it, the it took me forever to switch to T9 word because I didn't understand. Oh, okay. And so then once I did, I was like, wow, I've been missing out. You, like, type in your word, and then you had to hit zero to get the correct word out of the... Honestly, it was very smart. And then you got the phones that had the full keyboard, and that's when things really took... That's, like, when I got my Virgin Mobile phone (laughs) that had the full keyboard in it. That's all I wanted, and it was... That was the hot thing, to have a slide-out keyboard. Day. Mine was one that like it flipped open like the, on the front of it It had like a regular looking phone with the keyboard whatever the fuck But then on the inside you flipped it open There was a second screen and it had the full that keyboard. was like mine I had the NV2 and the front had like a smaller keyboard that you could do like a T9 And yeah, then you flip yeah. it open you have a full keyboard for like emails bitch <laughs> Yep But AOL AIM, AIM. So I want to know what was your first screen name? You guys are gonna hate me because y'all already know this. It's fucking Hubglacier46. That's been my username since like I started having usernames. Do you remember online. when you made that? Uh, it was definitely around eighth grade time. Oh my god, that's kind of late. Yeah, it is kind of late, but that's when it was because that's when I found out there was a glacier called the Hubbard I Glacier. I found out there was glaciers. There was a glacier called the Hubbard Glacier, and I was like, "That's it. I'm adopting this. It's mine." I'm here. You didn't I like get weather. AIM until you were like late middle school. That's wild. Yeah, well, I was a loser. <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> Playing video games. That's that's wild. what I was doing. Yeah, but we were doing that too. But like, we had time to chat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was pretty Penguin Twenty Two. I had the full Penguin um, situation where my icon, my buddy icon, was a penguin, but it was like an animated GIF. Yeah, yeah. That was the majority of my time was like looking at buddy icons to update to. I used to pick like the background and then you got to pick the font color and then some people were wild and they'd have like a background to their individual words. So you'd have like a hot pink font with like a lime green background over it. You know what I mean? And everything you typed was like a little rectangle. Those were the times I wish... Like, I guess that's, like, kind of what they're trying to make iMessage like, where you can make it the changes. You can't change the color, though. Well, you can't change colors or anything, but, like... that You can do that more on Android. I just remember... Because you used to have, like, an AIM profile... So that was where everybody was annoying. I remember being bullied on AIM profiles. Like, I remember, like, someone made... Because that was something, too. Like, cyberbullying is not something that happened with only just social media. And Especially took, in the early days when there's, like, no, like, kind of protective measures. And no one cares. Yeah. Because I distinctly remember people would make, like, AIM profile accounts... And, like, they would just make a new username that was just rude. You know yeah, what I mean? And then they yeah. would IM you. And you knew it was someone from your school because only people from your school would have your screen name. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't like you had it listed in your Twitter bio or whatever. Yeah. So you knew that someone from school was trying to fuck with you. They would send you, like, mean AIM messages. And then their profile would, like, have, like, rude shit said about you. Like, I just remember that happening to me in middle school. And I don't remember what it said or who did it, but I remember it got taken to the school because, like, the school found out because they weren't just doing it to me. It was, like, other people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the school was like, oh, my God, we can't do this, blah, blah, blah. But my AIM profile was, like, lime green with hot pink text, 
probably papyrus. <laughs> and then you put like the initials of every friend you had in it. And you're like, my faves. That was before like MySpace top eights. I was never allowed to have a MySpace though. I had a MySpace, but I don't, I just wasn't allowed to have a photo that was of me. Now you have now so much. Literally, that was my name is just out there with my picture for everybody to see. I remember I used to be like thinking how badass I was to be on forums and like there would be a general thread where people would like post pictures of themselves and yeah. I would do that shit because I was a thirsty little fucking tween. <laughs> it was fucking risky. Like I had my parents just being like, I just I don't care, just don't put your photo up there on the internet because they just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew. And you said something about Papyrus. I just wanted to bring this up. It's kind of not really related, but the creator of Papyrus, like, was making tweets the other day being like, I, Papyrus is actually, like, a really good font. Like, oh, yeah, it's because they did a skit on it on SNL. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Trash. I just had to bring that up. I will it's never use so it. It's just so hard to read. Yeah. I distinctly remember a JP Metz video, which this all ages me. <laughs> from when Avatar came out and how pissed she was that the the language that they speak in Avatar was written in papyrus on the screen. It is so hard to fucking read. That. Probably not. Apparently they're making another one, right? They're making like 5,000 other Avatars, but it's... It's just Pocahontas with blue people. I don't know why. And it's been like... And also, James Cameron is a fucking asshole about like saying like wonder woman does nothing for women you know like so i'm really not into him right now you know i'm not into most men right now to be perfectly honest fucking this whole weinstein shit and everything i know did you see that like ben affleck came out today to like talk against it everyone's like how's casey because casey's got the same fucking allegations yeah and like george clooney like made a statement and i feel like and part of it said like you know he had heard that he was doing like some like messed up shit with women but it wasn't like but he's like i had no idea it was the level of like paying off like eight women to, or whatever like i'm like wow that's a lot really of people great. let it slide and like i get it's it's a messy situation because a lot of people are dragging oh first of all i love that people are automatically dragging actresses yeah and I think that's just very telling. It but a lot be of these the... women, when they were dealing with him, they were really young themselves. And so I think a lot of people don't realize that there's like a power dynamic that comes when you're like already a young person and like yeah. you know that he's doing these things. Like I would be scared for my safety too. So like I don't know what I would do in these situations either. It's, but it's, it's up to the fucking like these like A-list men like George Clooney and Ben Affleck to use their position of privilege to stand exactly. up for these people if they know that it's it is happening. a little frustrating seeing people talk about this but are still working currently with wes anderson like mm-hmm. it's just there's a lot of fucking shit woody allen which, yeah fuck yeah i've seen many posts you're not gonna like, catch me ever watching a woody allen or a wes anderson film i'm sorry god or casey affleck yeah fuck casey affleck I mean, <laughs> honestly fuck both afflecks i don't really care Anyway, yeah, fucking bad. Men are fucking up as per usual, <laughs> which could have been the title of this podcast, to be perfectly honest. But uh, one man that is not fucking up is David Attenborough because he is bringing us Blue Planet Two. Yes, I had no idea that they were even working on this, and I am soaked. I'm so. We ready. had Planet Earth Two. Now we're getting Blue Planet Two, and I am so. I can't believe Blue Planet ready. is as old as it is. Yeah, how old was it again? It was like uh, 2007 or something like that. Something like, like that. it was definitely before 2010 so that's something wild i loved it that's my favorite documentary series of all time i've probably watched 
the entire thing a hundred times, especially the Deep Sea episode. I've probably watched yeah. it like 40,000 times. I just want roughly. David Attenborough to make, he can make a documentary series about like anything, any piece of nature, anything. Any piece. Yeah, and I'd be there. Like, he could talk me to sleep. I am absolutely excited for it. I don't know when it's coming out, but I will be absolutely. We will fucking let you know because I would even consider seeing it at like the Pacific Science Center in like hella IMAX. Oh, if they're gonna do that, then absolutely. Would they marathon it? Like, what would they do? Yeah. If they can do those like Lord of the Rings ass fucking moments, they can do this. Oh yeah, or when they did like Marvel. Here's literally every Marvel movie ever. That would be so much. That would be. I'm upset. So, speaking of other movies that are coming out, we did just get a trailer for the new Star Wars movie that was yesterday. Yes. I'm already looking forward to it. I think it's going to be sad as fuck because of Carrie Fisher. Yes, absolutely. And if Kylo Ren fucking kills Carrie Fisher, I will kill Kylo Ren myself. I have a feeling this is I my I mean, prediction. he already killed. On. I know, so that's why you're like, it's a red herring, you know? Yeah. Here's my prediction. You know how in the trailer you got Ray shaking hands with him? Yeah, or so about to. Like. people are speculating that she might go bad. Or it could be he going good. You never know. I think they're going to make her go bad, which is very like, wow, let's just repeat the entire first fucking trilogy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like I, I'm hoping for two things. One, they don't make Ray go bad. And two, that they don't make... Ray, like Luke's daughter. I it's really so fucking hope they don't because then it's like, wow, it's just like the familial lineage shit, and that's all this series can do because that's all the first two trilogies were. Now, what I'm thinking is if they do make Ray go bad, if Ray is the one that kills Leia, because they did just give them that really sentimental moment at the end of the first Force Awakens one where they're like hugging and they're like, you Which know. Which we'll have to watch that and Rogue One. I know, we never watched Rogue One. Wow, we're trash. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That could be really fucking dark. So I'm not. The, not the director of the movie was like telling people not to watch the trailer because he thought it gave away too much about the it movie. It was pretty expansive for two minutes, I yeah. must say. And I mean, we all know that our new favorite character is going to be Porg, or whatever the fuck his name is. Like, he's the BB-8 of this movie. I know, but the BB-8 will still be the BB-8. Yes, so I'm excited to see what I'm that creature that is. I'm mad Laura Dern wasn't in the trailer, because she's supposed to be playing, like, a sick-ass bi character, so I'm waiting for them so to actually I'm show her. So I'm assuming that she's probably going to be, like, a minor character, and And then probably... bigger in the next one. Yeah, and it is it gonna be like a how a Beauty and the Beast they only like subtly alluded to like you know uh, him being gay. I forget the character's name. But oh yes, yes, I know who you're talking about. Lefou. Yeah, yeah. They like never like fucking said it or anything, but they they actually heavily alluded to it. But, yeah, like, I I was expecting Beauty and the Beast to be like literally one glance that yeah. happened, but they like they had him dancing with a man. They had him like. It was more heavy than I thought it was going to be. Still shying away from it, though. Yes, yeah, still like, not actually incredibly. saying anything. I wouldn't even call it queer baiting because at least he was like with a dude the whole time, basically. But I don't. Yeah, know. understandable. That movie was better than I expected, though. Yes. We did finally watch the live action Beauty. So I don't know if <laughs> yes, we covered that. Yeah, I don't think we did because it's on Netflix. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we. Waited. Everything but Emma Watson's voice. I'm sorry, Emma Watson. She's a nice girl. She can't sing. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just had to choke it out. I know I'm hurting a lot of people's feelings. Um, all right. So because it is World Mental Health Day, I wanted to talk a little bit about some mental health stigma because that's yeah. a thing, you know, like sometimes I feel like I live in my bubble on Twitter. <laughs> you know, you surround yourself about it. and you surround yourself with people who are not going to stigmatize you. Yeah, very understanding people or people that have also had similar or different experiences, you know. So why not, you know, mark this day with a story about when you were <laughs> stigmatized? Because it's st- like in minor ways, I deal with it the most. Like I've talked about how sometimes it's a... It's a toss-up whether or not an Uber driver is going to say something weird because yeah. they're dropping me off at therapy. That's where I have it the most, honestly. And yeah. it's like, it's always an interesting roulette of You've been asked a couple stuff. of times if you are a therapist, yeah. not a person. It's the days where I'm more put together outwardly. I yeah. get like the, oh, so you must be like going to work, right? And I'm like, no, I just have no. an appointment. You know? But anyway, um... So something that we wanted to talk about was a little bit of a mental health statement that I de- uh, dealt with recently. Um, you might have had it's, some... It's really weird to talk about this particular... Sparticular? Sparticular. <laughs> um, instance because, you know, it's not necessarily like I... I don't know how to get into this, but basically a lot of people were like, oh, so uh, how was, you know, Chris's family visiting? And it was totally fine. Like, we had a great time. You know, they really enjoyed the city. We... Got to sh- cook for them a lot, which was really fun. Like, yeah. I enjoy cooking for other people, and it's fun to cook for people that don't normally eat plant-based. Yeah. And then you're like, hey, see, it can taste good. Great. Yeah. And we made them, like, shepherd's pie, which is, like, their thing. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a great time. Um, and, like, I'm not trying to, like, cloud over that at all because it was a fun time. But there were some moments that happened where something... Hiccups in the road, Yeah, there was, there was a hiccup that happened. <laughs> Which kind of led to a, a bigger convers- hick. A bigger hick. Yeah. <laughs> One hick. <laughs> and uh, it just kind of lent to a moment where I felt really stigmatized for my mental health. And basically, I have been judged by it, by them in the past. But now that I am seemingly doing better, I put in quotes they like me and they have less of an issue with me as an individual, which is something that I kind of want to unpack because it made me feel like shit, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, I think that like, (laughs) while like somebody that's dealing with mental health issues who may be appearing better, like there's a lot of flaws. There's a lot of things like it, it can be that they're doing better. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Cool. And I am. Like, we, yeah. we know that. And yeah. part of the reason was moving away in the first place. Yeah, not being in proxy. Then it was getting a therapist and working yeah. on it and becoming more self-aware. And then it was changing my career path. And so those three things have really shaped my journey as of late. And we can all probably Attest. tell that yeah. I'm doing a lot better. However, it's also easier to look like you're doing better when the only interaction you have with someone is, like, their Facebook profile. Which is not a way to fucking tell. That I barely use. Yeah, yeah, And, like, I moved very far away, so, like, I'm not, like, under a microscope anymore. But it was just kind of alluded to the fact that, like, they were aware that things were going on with me and my family. And instead of being concerned about me or, like, compassionate, it was just kind of, like, 
they just saw me marked as like damaged goods and they never wanted to like dig further to get to know me at all yeah and why why i'm bringing this up because it is kind of fucking uncomfortable because like these people are in our lives and also like i don't dislike them you know what i mean like yeah it this is, is a bigger I, problem than i just wasn't this. expecting this from my family i know i know especially someone in the medical field Yes. But that's something else I've learned that like people even in the medical field like are still stigmatized against mental health problems. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I just want to let the people like listening to the show realize that like you're more than just the fact that you have a mental illness. And I know I talked about this on Twitter today, but I kind of wanted to elaborate on it because that's what I felt like. I felt like I met these people. They they saw that I was being abused. They saw that I had family issues. You kind of told them about it. And they saw and you the side effects. <laughs> yeah, and I lived with for you for a little bit. Different times, yeah. And so they saw the side effects and they just kind of saw me as like just like damaged goods. And I and I think it's 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 very hard to have that happen. Um, like, just because your brain's already telling you that like you're a burden on everyone in your life and you're a fucking you're waste of space because like if you were abused and you suffer from PTSD and like depression from that that's kind of what you've been told for your whole life so it's like to kind of have that validated by other people that you were hoping would kind of welcome you in yeah has been difficult and to kind of I've always been afraid of that like I've always been paranoid thinking that of his family and it's because like your family has been very outwardly vocal about their... Yeah, they're an open book of hate. Yeah, they're <laughs> you know? an open book of hate. And so, like, that... You know how hateful and, they are because they talk about it all the time. Yeah, and their abuse and their openly hatredness, whatever it is... <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever that word is, uh, that has kind of made you not more sensitive to families, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, Worry. Yeah, right wor- worry, I guess. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, you're gonna have a harder time, you know, interacting with other families. I, I and... just have a lot of, like, distant behavior. Because, like, normally when it comes to, like, other friends where I don't feel like they're necessarily, like, trying to welcome me into their families, I just, like, am introduced. I, I'm, I'm a crowd pleaser with other yeah, people's parents. Absolutely. I really am. And so my go-to when I meet anyone new, especially people that are older than me, is I just go straight to humor. And, like, that's how I, like, try to make people feel comfortable around me because I hate awkwardness. And your family's very quiet and shy, so I knew that I was going to have to do a lot more of, like, the communication work. Guys, picture me beginning of our relationship me on youtube chris but seven like, years it, ago but like a lot of them a lot of them in one room <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like it's silent and horrible like, it's not fun so i don't know i apparently i was just seen for like mental health girl and like we're That's not gonna it. fucking touch that which is just hurtful and disappointing and honestly i it's whatever i'm gonna get over it myself because whatever it's fine i this is just my life and i will pick and choose the family that i have which is just my supportive friends at this moment and you know that's just the hand i was dealt whatever you love yourself you don't need anybody fucking like trying to pull you down i know the what what upsets me is just like the idea that I didn't choose this. I mean, this is the same thing from when you hate someone for their race or their gender or their religion. It's not like, yeah, yeah, fucking sexuality. Like, this is not just limited to mental health, but because it's World Mental Health Day. 
all these issues, like, they all have, like, different learnings and stuff that can be applied to everything else. Yeah. Usually, like, wow, we should be empathetic. But, like, yeah, the, the main goal is, like, wow, can you imagine if people could, like, think outside their experiences and be compassionate and sympathetic to others? Empathetic, excuse me. Yeah. That's what I hope for in this world, but a lot of people prove it's me rare. wrong. And my therapist says it's, like, a mental milestone to get to that point. And it's, like, I want more people to get to that point, you know? Because yeah. it's, like... It makes me feel like, it just makes me feel like I am only my mental health problems. And that is not true. We we have so much to offer to this world. And yes, our mental health might like color some of our personality and behavior and everything like that because there are ongoing symptoms and things that change. Like my brain is literally like rewired differently because of my experiences. Yep. So it's like, I try to look at those experiences like... I have to look at positives and this is only something I've been able to do recently through years of therapy. Okay. Like, and you don't, don't, you know, beat yourself up because you're not there yet. And this is a great time for Sweezy to start eating. But I just like the way that I look at it is that, you know, my anxiety makes me a more safe person. My PTSD I look at is like the mom friend that won't shut the fuck up (laughs) and is always trying to give you hand sanitizer and a jacket and Advil in their purse. Yeah. It's like my PTSD is like this hypervigilant person that's just trying to keep me safe because it's used to me being in harm's way. And so when you look at your mental health things like as like these these children and friends that just need to honestly quiet the fuck down a little bit and you just have to talk to them like hey susan i'm not at threat at trader joe's because someone you know yelled yeah it's fine we're not back at home or whatever like Mm -hmm. you're okay i don't know i just feel like there's also positive things that have come from my mental health issues and also I have a lot other things going on in my life that are not about my mental health. You know Just what I mean? Just outside of your... I'm a person. Your mental health things. You got, like, the regular carry or worries and cares of, like, you know, what everybody else is going through. You got normal interests and hobbies and likes and dislikes and everything. You're, like, you're still a whole human that's not solely, like, oh, man, she's and depressed. And also... To tell someone that, like, now that they're less depressed or whatever, or, like, seemingly less depressed to your, you know, far away eye, then I'm, like, worthy of your respect. That's, like, absolutely appalling. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I hope that people practice a little bit more empathy. Because, like, honestly, I'm still, like, it's sometimes when you have, like, mental health stuff that you're dealing with, it's... It sucks that, like, everyone around you sometimes doesn't understand what you're going through if they haven't. But then you're also, like, I'm so glad that they don't have to deal with it. Yeah. But, like, sometimes it's, like, I just wish someone could just, like, walk an hour in my brain to understand why I, you know, I'm a little nervous in certain situations or a little bit, like, overactive in other situations. And, like, just be a little bit, like, when... I don't know, the way I look at the people around me, like, if there's certain needs, you know, whether it's, like, an allergy or anxiety or just, like, even, it could be something so superficial, like, you know, one of my friends really hates Brussels sprouts, and if you're listening to this, it, it's upsetting because they are wonderful, (laughs) so I'm just not gonna put them in the pasta. It's not that hard for me to not put the Brussels sprouts in the pasta, and I think we all can do that, you know? It's like the same thing for using people's correct pronouns and shit. Exactly. Absolutely. It's, it takes two seconds I to think... be a little bit more compassionate. And then you're not just acting like the world should just cater to your specific life. Yeah. I think that empathy in regards to 
mental health is sometimes a lot harder for people to grab onto because i mean it, it took me a while to be completely understandable just like you know all the shit that you go through and also the people like they they feel like they don't want to bring it up because they think it's like a taboo topic yes, which like i which get because it's exactly what i was gonna say is that like empathy and mental health it's like such a hard connection because of the way that it is in society one how media portrays it all the time we've and, seen the movies and it's like literally every movie, TV show, all the time, the person dealing with mental health issues is always like a villain. I mean, even like these mass shootings that happen, like everyone immediately cries like mental health stigma. And it's like, and like they, they'll say the same thing about Donald Trump. And it's just like, you know, a lot of mentally ill people are less likely to be violent. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just, I, it's just always like the go-to for people to explain bad behavior and like while you just listen to the person experiencing it and they're not hurting anyone and they're just asking you to be a little bit more compassionate like there's least you can do man there's no correlation in between like somebody committing a mass shooting event like that and mental health or like being a terrible person and mental health there's no correlation there yes somebody sometimes could be, there's overlap yeah absolutely duh. but like it's not they're tied together you know what i mean i know like, it's just the connotation because like obviously sometimes it does apply but it's just it's just the fact that we always go right there yeah and we do that all the time with everything and we don't we just don't educate in the world essentially and in our country like that i absolutely health, think like, a mental health like at least if not a course but like, at least like a uh like a lesson plan situation like a marking period devoted in the health classes because you know in health it's like half really terrible sex ed half like really terrible anti-drug like dare does not work bullshit if i was running a high school man my mental health should be up there because it's the younger people that are dealing with it the like the most voluminous yeah like my curriculum for a high school would be so fucking like intensive same sex sex ed because like health would be like all the time it would cover like mental health same sex lgbt stuff everything like it would cover all of that actual sex ed yeah and then there'd be like a whole course on literally like communication and empathy that should definitely be something that some that kids learn in high school is a class in communication i know and not just debate because no, debate not is debate. different than true that's a that's a that can be quickly become a very negative communication because yeah, a lot of people they don't debate for a lot of people is they don't really they're not listening to the person talking they're already thinking they're about just trying what to get their, their points out yeah. there like which yeah. like we are all guilty of this are you kidding me like you throw me in a fucking pro-choice pro-life fucking debate and you know i'm not even listening to the pro-life side and i'm sorry because you're not pro-life at all but don't get me started so like i get it we're, we're all like fucking guilty of this yeah this turned into like a whole other thing basically all i'm just trying to say is like mental health stigma is frustrating as fuck and we need better education on it and for all the people out there that are dealing with it you're not alone there's millions of you dealing with the same things and so that's why when other people try to make you feel bad for it it's like honey you are just one of a million people going through life and you are absolutely doing okay and you can absolutely work on bettering yourself and Anyone that does not understand and stigmatizes you for it just has never walked in your shoes. And honestly, it's a reflection of their lack of compassion and empathy. Yeah. 
That is that's all I that's have to the say life lesson that. to say. And like this. honestly, I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna take this in too much because honestly, I ex- I it's such an external force almost like it's like there's this is not somebody that's like as we're close. not close anyway yeah. so it's fine you know what i mean yeah. this would be worse if it was like my best friend or something but if like it was me. yeah yeah exactly but i mean hey it taught you fucking lesson because honestly out of your entire family you're like the one i'm like whispering I'm yeah like, why are you whispering i don't know because like you are you're you're a great person you are you're very caring. You're very understanding. You're thoughtful. You you consider other people's feelings. You might not have dealt with any of these things, but you don't like just write them off. You learn about them. He does. You don't. You guys don't even know. He does his own research. I'm not here just like telling him everything I'm feeling. He does his own research on what he can do, and like no one's telling you to do that. Like that's all just on you and i think that's awesome and i hope that there are more people like you out there that don't even have to be dating someone with mental health problems like you, it's just how to be a good friend a good human neighbor co-worker like like everyone I, should, and that it applies to other things too yeah <laughs> absolutely like i'm empathetic to every you know minority groups struggles i'm not because that's where you could and that like that's how you use your privilege yeah absolutely like in a more positive way same with mine because like you know even though i am you know lgbt jewish and fucking dealing with mental health stuff like i'm also still a white woman and i know that that puts me at a certain privilege and level and it's like you know instead of just fucking being blind to every little thing that's happening in this world i try to educate myself i've made mistakes in the past and i try to educate myself and become a more empathetic and compassionate person and i think like, I, I just, like, I'm, I go through life, and I'm not, like, I just, like, I don't want to be negative. Like, I don't want negativity around. Like, obviously, like, there's bad days. It fucking happens. There's bad days, and, like, you can be mad, and, like, everything. You should absolutely experience all those emotions. We've said this already. But, like, I don't want to go out in the world, like... And not... be so pissed off that you have to, like, not say a really horrendously offensive word. Yeah, and, like, Or think know, about that deeply. In a way, in a way... It's interesting to be empathetic, hear people out, and learn. Like, learning is fun, like, honestly. And so it's it's interesting to be learning about all these experiences that I don't have. I'm sorry that, like, you have to go through those mental health experiences that you're going through. But, like... I know it's fascinating for you to it, it, understand how, like, therapy even goes. Yeah, like, it. it's a fascinating thing to learn about. And it's, like, it's just not that hard to just sit down talk learn about these things or research things if you don't have anybody to talk to about it like just to learn but like just it's just don't just give up on people because they've been dealt a very bad hand that's all i have to say like i just think that's awful and you you know it doesn't even have to be like you experienced abuse like sometimes it just comes over you that you have depression like it doesn't even have to stem from a specific event and like those people aren't just like thrown to the wind like, everyone is worthy of love and respect and a little compassion. And fuck, just like some people, you know, have to fucking work a little bit harder to maintain things. I don't know. Yes. That's all I wanted to say. I hope that made any sort of sense. Yeah. I hope you guys are all doing okay. Yeah. And, and just if, like, people in your life are stigmatizing your mental health, like, please know that that is a reflection of them and... Not you are so much more 
than that. So much more than that. All right. So with that, I feel like it's uh, weird, but we don't know where else to place it at. <laughs> so we got to eat. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and we'll get back with some World Mental Health Day related questions and Patreon questions. So let's do this. Today's podcast is brought to you by BarkBox. So if you guys have never heard of BarkBox before, they're a monthly subscription box that picks out all natural treats and innovative toys to match your dog's unique needs and to make sure they're just having a lot of fun and have a lot of fun treats to eat. Every month you get a box delivered right to your door and it's got a theme each time around and it's filled with different toys and treats and your dog is going to look forward to it every month. And it's great because you can build a profile for your dog based on their size, any allergies that they have, any preferences that they enjoy, and and you'll get the box each month. And if your dog really, really likes something, you can go to BarkBox.com and order it again for them. Or if they don't like something, then they will send you something else instead. And there is free shipping on every box. And so as you guys know, we don't have any dogs. So I sent a box to my sister who has two dogs, Bentley and Daisy. And she got the Jurassic Bark box. And so they got things like Lava Chunk Treats, Gordon the Giant Sloth, and Herbert the Herbivore toys. And that just sounds amazing. And apparently Daisy is already in love with Gordon and just babying her around. Bentley and Daisy were giving my sister a hard time with opening the box because they were just so excited to get in. They could already smell the treats that were inside the box. So if you have a friend or family member that has a dog and you know that they would love this, this would be the perfect gift to get them. I know that in the future, I will definitely be getting some bark boxes for anybody that I know that has a dog because nothing is a greater gift than getting a gift for my pet. And so if you want to give somebody in your family or a group of friends the gift of a bark box subscription, we have a deal for you guys. If you go to barkbox.com/cwc, you will get an extra free month when you sign up for a subscription to a 6 or 12 month plan. So again, you just go to barkbox.com/cwc and you'll get that great offer. All right, so we'll start off with the Ben Show questions from patreon.com slash coffeewithcrachel, the level of people who help support the show. And the first one is from Bridget Carey Davis, who said, if you had a time machine, where and when would you visit first? God, like... So, (laughs) my answer to this is just when we first met. But I'm saying it in that way because, one, I don't remember when we were in college. And two, (laughs) uh, I want it to be like if it was a time before that and we just, it was just one of those things where like we're in the same place at the same time, but like we were younger, you know, that that kind of thing. So I don't want to specify like at fucking college, like, but like just when we first met, we were both in Pennsylvania, so it's very possible that it could have happened. Um, for me, I'm thinking, like, right before humans got here. <laughs> okay, we got different ways. <laughs> Just to see how vivid the ocean was. <laughs> That's my answer. Like, before we destroyed the ocean, how was she? Okay, so we... All right, I understand. Look, you don't, you don't have questions? <laughs> I got questions. Well, absolutely. There's more than one place that I'd want to go. You know? <laughs> Look, I remember when we met. I don't need to revisit that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. 
okay, next one's from Bree, who said, I'm wondering if you guys have had a hard time with either of the chunks going pee outside of their box. My fiance adopted our second cat last Christmas for me. Recently, she's been going out of the box, and it's breaking our hearts because we rent, and it's a very real chance that we may have to rehome so we don't get evicted. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really upset over this. I don't want to lose a member of our family, but being homeless is also not an option. We are bringing her to the vet sometime this week to make sure she is healthy yeah that would be my first yeah, move first move um because some- when a cat starts going outside of their litter box that means there's either a problem with like the litter box or a problem like health wise so it's a good thing to just that- take them into vet to make sure there's nothing going on there since they can't like speak <laughs> they can't speak to us although i wish they could i mean squeezy screams <laughs> uh, they can't speak to us to tell us that there is something wrong so like doing actions like that is usually like a there's just something wrong that needs to be they're addressed. trying to like message you and like there is like different technicalities with the litter box like you know do you have a hood do you not have a hood what kind of litter are you using like how big is the box how often are you cleaning it like lila she's very sensitive to scents and so like at the beginning when we just had squeezing then we got lila we did have a scented litter and she was not liking that and so now we get unscented litter and now she uses it and now they're fine and like they're actually they're pretty good like the only time they go outside of the litter box and they're really nice they go in the tub which like is still <laughs> gross because i gotta clean the tub but it could be worse it could be my bed and it's usually <laughs> like 99 percent of the time it's because, because we didn't clean it out yeah the box is a little too dirty and squeezy likes to keep his box nice and clean you know he's got corners for everything yeah <laughs> so yeah i would just recommend obviously go to the bed good first step Look and then that. check out the area where you're keeping it like is it in a small like confined place is it a loud place is the sometimes lid cats off? don't feel like they want to be able to feel like they can escape if they need to because it's a vulnerable thing that they're doing to be like peeing and pooping and so they want to know that like if they need to there's an escape route for them so maybe like putting it in a more open place you know there's lots of things that you could maybe try out to you know make sure you don't have to rehome them uh, we take this very seriously <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, it was obviously questions. Cats are very specific. Yeah. You know? it, it was, it sucked. Like, you know, if we got Lila and she, like, didn't get along with Squeezy or Squeezy didn't get along with her, we would have to take Lila back. And that would have been fucking horrible. Because I know. I love and that's her. why we read so much research about how to introduce two cats. And it yeah. went perfect. So, like, I would highly, if that's a side note, but if you're doing that, highly recommend Look at online and YouTube videos. Honestly, Jackson Galaxy, he's a great guy. I know, like people drag him, and I honestly think he's, he's amazing, got good and I want him on this fucking podcast. Absolutely, if you're out there, I'm gonna honestly contact him, yes. and I want him to come in and tell me more about fuck Squeezy. It up. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know more about Squeezy's brain and how it works. Yes. So this is. I asked for some questions about Mental Health Day, or. World yes, Mental Health Day, whichever one it is, you guys know. It's world. <laughs> um, and so we got some questions about that topic. So, Rachel, do you ever feel like because you are funny and seemingly quite outwardly positive person that people dismiss your struggle with mental illness? I'm very good at outwardly being okay, so when even close, close friends discover I have depression slash anxiety, I often feel invalidated or like they don't ever believe me. Um, I definitely feel like I've gotten this before. I think... The circle I have around me right now is not giving me that. You know what I mean? We're they very recognize that you can be funny, other. but like also know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I think honestly that is something that your family probably gets from me because like if I am acting like I'm doing better, like come like when they were here, I wasn't gonna be like sobbing on the couch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not always like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like 
bitch, I still got to get through my day. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. So, of course, I'm just going to be, like, my, my, my charming self. Um, and so I think... I think that's why we have to be open about talking about all of this because like while people can, it's kind of like the global warming deniers when they're like, oh, well, it was a perfectly crisp 70 degree day in Alabama. So there's no fucking global warming. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like yeah. it's actually really cold right now. Like it's the same thing. Like I can be doing my thing. You can one, be having a good day or two, just be like kind of like putting a mask on you essentially. Know what I mean? Also like, I can't tell you how many times that, like, I get triggered for my PTSD and I, like, go off, but I'm, like, still going. That happens to Trader Joe's, like, every fucking time. You know what I mean? Like, something's going to trigger, like, a song, a smell, whatever. And I'm, like, going through the motions of grocery shopping, but I might not be fully there. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's complex. And I think my advice for dealing with that is to just be as open as you feel comfortable talking about your mental health stuff in the hopes that they begin to gauge that, like, it's it's always like an ongoing thing and like you know sometimes you eat cheese and you're lactose intolerant and it's not as bad as the first time you know what i mean like <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> your shits are different volumes that's all i have to say <laughs> did that even answer it i hope so i hope so <laughs> <laughs> i went all over the place uh. recently i've gotten more into traditional art but i end up feeling guilty spending time and money on supplies when art doesn't benefit me financially did you feel this way when you started and any advice on moving past it honestly that's why i started Nancy. <laughs> Uh, not really i really wanted to make an etsy but like it almost felt like i felt i i i struggle with this myself so i don't know if i have advice necessarily but i do feel very guilty when i'm doing something that doesn't benefit me financially because then i'm like oh my god i'm not paying off my student loans like you know what i mean mean, it's not like a thing like where i want to make money off of everything i do it's more like a a guilt that like there's all of these things I need to pay off, and here I am playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you have to think of it in like a way of like you know if you were just spending that money going to see a movie at the theater, like that's not something that's benefiting you financially. And just because like unless you're a movie critic, oh my god, fuck <laughs> off! Like if the activity that you choose to be like what you want to do in your spare time just happens to be something that could be easily turned into like a profitable business does not mean that it has to be exactly it could be fun because then you could be getting paid to do what you love which is me currently what you definitely can do but like if you want to like me i'm dropping fucking money on video games all the time that's not benefiting me we financially barely twitch, you know? yeah so like that and that twitch was something to be like wow let's actually like put some like financial justification in all these video games but, like <laughs> you also need something to relax with yeah so as it could be something that like a lot of people are making into a job but it doesn't have to be that way it's on whatever you feel comfortable with you know what i mean yeah like okay something that i do as a hobby that i spend a lot of time on is playing my guitar and singing and that does not benefit me in any way other than just my vocal cords getting them dusted off you know it benefits yourself exactly it's just like a relaxing thing benefiting yourself doesn't have to be only money exactly i can't remember if you've answered this before but any tips for finding a therapist that's a good fit i've checked psych today but all the profiles sort of run together i know i i didn't hand pick my binge like the first time i went to therapy i looked at everyone's bio and 
the thing with that is like you kind of don't even know what your diagnosis is yet like if you have like something that you are you know you're suffering with you know what i mean like yeah. if you have like disordered eating you might want to go to someone that covers that or if you just or had a alcoholism, kid like, you exactly know, like somebody that handles that so there are some things that you probably would know but like overall honestly i just let them pick it because when you're filling out all those forms they, they get the, a really good picture of they what's going have on. the training to like try and make that first deduction their best guess as to who you should go with like yeah but honestly it sounds so random but i really highly recommend checking yelp for your center like where you're getting it oh done. absolutely for fucking doctors for everything everything like, especially doctors especially gynos actually yeah. um i just think it's important and you get some good information even though they're not might they might not be like reviewing your specific person but you can always just check see if anybody mentions your specific person i want to go to therapy but i don't think that i have a specific mental health issue i just want to talk to someone and understand myself better as i feel like i don't have anyone in my life that i can talk to about what i'm thinking is it normal for people with no specific issues to go to therapy too absolutely yeah i mean you say it all the time that you think everybody could benefit from just having a therapist to like talk about certain things the amount of like self-awareness you garner from going is just so useful you know yeah it helps you like understanding yourself to a higher level just improves everything in your life your relationship with yourself your relationship with other people your significant other your family like it's if you can afford it and you have the time in your life and like you think it's going to be beneficial for you like I know that you've been looking into it for yourself. Yeah, I've definitely thought about it on multiple occasions, and I'm at I'm at a weird point where like it definitely I'm not sure if it would give me benefit or not because over the past seven years I've definitely learned a lot about myself, and there's things that I would like to work on within myself. You know, I don't think I'm a perfect fucking person, and Bitch, so none of us are. So there's things that I want to work on, but. I want to try and do some of that work on my own because I kind of know I've learned where things stem from, which is like a big part of therapy is like understanding how some things came to be. But or it's like always helpful to have someone that isn't you talking, talking you through it. You're not like like a neutral a, person. Yeah. So like I started journaling because I find that me writing things out has always been beneficial, whether it's in class, taking notes, whether it's like, I need to remember to do something. If I don't write it down, it's fucking out the window. So like, if I'm just here sitting with my fucking thoughts, like thinking about shit, I don't even know what's gonna happen. But if I'm writing things down, it helps me paint a clearer picture. And so that's something that I have been trying to do. I'm not like forcing myself to like do it every day or anything. Like I'm just trying to do it when I feel like I need it. But like, yo, I just journaled the other day, and yeah. I always date mine. I don't know if you do. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm. Doing, I even yeah. put the timestamp because I'm weird. I'm okay. just like, what time of the day was I having these fuck thoughts? You know, like <laughs> I just want to know. And like I started journaling last January because my therapist went away for a little while, yeah. and I looked and I hadn't journaled, Chris since like july 4th wow and like i didn't even cover like all of july when we moved and everything and i had to fucking i had to go in there the other day and i was like this is overwhelming yeah like (laughs) it's definitely been like a couple days to like a week since i journaled last and like i don't think it's something that you have to do every day unless it's like that's what you like i just like to go in when i have all these thoughts and like i need a place for them probably what you just said yeah (laughs) like 
Uh, and I'm like, when all this stuff yet. was happening with my family, you bet your ass I was journaling like every day. I journaled like twice a day on some days. Like, yeah. you know, I physically wrote in my journal. I'm literally reading my diary right now, but no, I physically wrote in my journal that like I would have to table the conversation with myself about the shit that went on when they visited because <laughs> I just had a lot more going on. <laughs> I literally like I'm tabling this. Like, do you leave yourself like funny notes? Because I make myself laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I write stupid shit. I. I Mine, I write it as a stream of conscience almost, where yeah. like I just like am putting like whatever weird thoughts I have. Like, is this like if anybody else journals like little journaling things right now? This oh is relatable, God. but like when you first start your journal, you're like really formal, you know what I mean? And then it just gets to you being like LMAO. I started mine off with like, I have no idea how the fuck I'm doing this. Like, <laughs> anyway. Side note, yes. Yes. <laughs> the answer is always yes, no. So I definitely contemplated doing it, and who knows, maybe I will at some point. It could be beneficial. Um, what's your best advice for getting shit done when, you, when you're really not in the mood to get shit done? I need advice for getting schoolwork done on my down days when I'd rather be sleeping slash doing nothing. Yes, I feel that a lot. Yeah. Um, my advice is to do something that does comfort you or gives you some sort of like energy for me, that might be like taking a shower, having a nice cup of coffee and letting myself watch a couple of YouTube videos, like giving yourself that time to take a break. And then usually I have more energy after taking care of myself in those moments to get more shit done. Like yeah. I can't, it might not be the greatest sleep schedule. <laughs> like there will be down days where then I get a lot of my artwork or Etsy messaging or Etsy packing orders done like at nighttime because I finally, I took care of myself during the afternoon and now I feel revved, you know what yeah. I mean? I my brain works in a weird way where I am always thinking like I have this list of things that I need to do and I won't feel fully relaxed until I have those things done. That does not lead to sometimes a healthy lifestyle. But, you know, like that's just I just think about like We're very different. Imagine the relief I let them go and then I let the letting of them go kill me <laughs> like you know what i mean like i'm just like imagine the relief you'll feel when you have all of these things done and so then i'm like okay i'm going to do literally different tasks for different things from when i wake up till when i go to fucking sleep and then i still won't be done i'm like wow i had no time for myself <laughs> like yeah i know that's something honestly that you need to work on yeah it's taking time for yourself because sometimes your time for yourself ends up just being us time where we're just like doing something and i'm like there's all these times during the day where i'm doing stuff that you're not being involved in and so like you need to this is me dragging you know yeah, like, dragging. you need to get better at like sometimes chris feels hella guilty playing a video game that i'm not interested in watching i don't have to be watching it though i can be watching my youtube videos or i can be painting you know what i mean like play your fucking game just because i don't like it who cares i know or, like, I'm not, like, playing it myself. I don't not like a lot of your games. It's just, like, I'm not going to sit here and watch you play Titanfall. Like, come on, why what not? the hell is that? You know what I mean? Like, just, I'll just... Titanfall asleep. I'm very, I'm very good at entertaining myself, so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, if I can get you. I just saw your phone background, and I didn't even realize you made a pumpkin. I know. I'm feeling very festive. I should do days. that. We I literally did. have a stock iPhone background as my background what right now. What the fuck? What the fuck is up, guy? <laughs> I'm upset, honestly. <laughs> How many memes did we quote in this? Or not memes, but vines did we quote in this podcast? Um, Probably 700. I feel like they're increasing in quantity, and I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> um, Have you ever thought about creating a mental health awareness podcast or blog? Honestly, 
I, I would not, like, if I would do anything, it would probably be a podcast because then I would be able to take like user questions in. But it's just for me, I would just feel like I would have to have more resources because I would want to do it where I'd have professionals in the field on the show because yeah. I am just an individual. You can talk about your experience yeah. and your perspective from your experience, but just you don't want to. That's like giving medical advice almost in a way, yeah. and you want to be careful I not to hurt people. I honestly feel weird sometimes answering advice questions, which is why, if you're wondering why I always just talk about my own experiences, because I don't feel comfortable like my coffee maker. Wow. <laughs> Coming in hot. Um, I don't feel comfortable like giving advice when I'm not like in some way relating to it and how I helped myself. And then I, I just want to be very clear that like I don't, I'm not a professional. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I ever had like the contacts to be able to have like guests on the show that were professionals, then that would be something I would be interested in doing. Um, that's why we talk about it, at least on the show with our own personal experience. But yeah, I think it would be cool. The next question is, do you have a recovery routine that helps when you're really feeling down? For me, it's candles and podcasts. Ooh, for me, I I usually start with a shower. There's something about my Pisces ass in a shower. It just having my whole body being clean and that's usually like the biggest act of self-care for me it's a lot i mean when you're fucking depressed you do not want to be in the fucking shower that's like the one aspect where my piscesness that i still don't think i'm a pisces but like where that comes through is because i fucking love showers i take a shower my skincare routine is something that i even in my most dark days always do and it's like the one thing that i like sometimes i don't even feed myself but she's got that syrup you know what i mean like it's not so sad but like i do my skincare routine and then i either am watching something that i'm really interested in or something that's comforting like gilmore girls or i watch youtube videos that i've saved up and then i get like art done or i will be just fucking playing animal crossing because honestly nothing makes me happier than my neighbors you know yeah they're just great how to debunk your own irrational fears and paranoia like self-doubt in your abilities even though you know you're capable that's why i like to look at my thoughts as like a separate entity it's a lot easier to like talk down to like susan or whatever the fuck <laughs> karen when, susan or the fuck. like when for example like sometimes i'll just get like fear of walking home like i'm gonna get lost and I walk the same exact way each time, <laughs> and I know where I'm going. And you just have to kind of like look at those thoughts, be like, "Calm down, Karen. We know where we're going." You know what I mean? Like you kind of have to like have like a healthy banter. I know it sounds weird, but like it's just it for me. That's what helps me um, to just kind of like you have to like physically reassure yourself that you are able to do it. It also helps when you have someone in your life that is supportive of you that like if you tell them like sometimes I'll tell Chris I'm like I'm anxious about this and you're like Rachel the logic here yeah, it is yeah <laughs> and you just like talk to me about and then we talk it out um that's always helpful too so hopefully you have someone in your life that you can do that with but you can do it with yourself too man like it's sometimes you just have to like let them have their weird intrusive thoughts and then just be like listen you know, this is are, why that's fucking wrong <laughs> there can't be online communities that can help you like talk the logic through it too oh absolutely oh absolutely oh absolutely <laughs> i don't know where that came from do you have any tips for what to do after a tough session i on my worst days when i have therapy and then i'm just like not there afterwards I like to take myself, I like to take my journal with me if I can, and I like to take myself to a like place to get like coffee or something, and then I just sit there and I either, if I don't have my journal, I just like think through the connections that I made and like process them because I feel like sometimes when you have a tough session, you're 
I don't know, your brain is like, okay, let's go do something else to get our mind off the shit, you know? And you yeah. might just, like, go hang out with someone. Maybe. I don't know. If you're... I'm never that. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> but, like, if you go and you, like, go immediately home and watch TV and you get your brain off of it, like, sometimes it is really important to, like, sit down and fucking abs- absorb it. Um, I'm sure you could probably cover helps too. a lot. And so, kind that of... That coffee shop has seen... Has <laughs> seen me... Like, hydrocolloid pads everywhere crying like slid halfway down your face because you cried like. and then honestly it's that interaction where like usually if i look like i've been through it i don't like to like go talk to a stranger but it's sometimes that like just chill interaction where like the the barista doesn't even realize that you're actually going through like a big thing right now in your yeah. mind and them just being kind to you and being like oh how was your day and stuff like that like it honestly like lifts my mood up a little bit i'm like you're thinking like you look like shit you think you're so emotional and then like having this really normal interaction with someone is really helpful yeah it like grounds me i don't know shout out to all you customer facing people that are just very friendly with the people that you work with exactly because like when you are also the person at work like Sometimes, like, when I was in college and I was going through it, it was honestly nice to be at work and interacting with my customers, you know what I mean? It's just, I mean, that's how I handle, like, Etsy, too. Like, it's nice when people, like, message me about a question about something. I'm like, fucking, let's go in here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Anyway, I hope that helpful. (laughs) I hope that helpful. I'm so sorry. This is where we start truncating words out of the show because... (laughs) I don't even know what truncating means, and you say it all the time. It means... That's my confession for the podcast. (laughs) Okay. Any on-the-whim coping mechanisms when you have a panic attack that occurs when you're not at home or a safe place? Yes. Here's my here's my help <laughs> for this. Um, I have a... I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm, like, musically inclined. Something that I will do is if I have headphones, I will immediately put music on, especially if the thing that is triggering my, like, PTSD or something or, like, panic is, like, sound-based. Like, if it was, like, a loud noise or someone talking or, like, the music that's playing in the fucking Trader Joe's, like, you know what I mean? Like, I will put headphones in and listen to something. But if you don't have that, I literally will sit there and I will think of a song that I either listened to earlier or, like, something that I just know very well. And, like, in my brain, I'm going through all the lyrics and, like, almost, like, hearing it play without actually listening to it. Does that make sense? And that helps to get me... I don't know. It just helps. (laughs) And also, it's going to sound weird, but, like, honestly, looking at my phone and, like, like, reading through tweets or something or, like, responding to a tweet or something like that, looking at Instagram, like, just something that, like, is getting me to look at something that's not exactly alarming kind of helps. Even if it's, like, one of those, like, apps on your phone that, like, you just do something small, you know? Stuff like that. Something that you know you can look at that's not going to be triggering yeah i know it's it's weird because like this definitely does happen and like usually i'm with someone so i can just like let them know and then they'll be like helpful but if i am alone it's usually i rely on like music or my phone to get my mind away from what was upsetting me and then i usually can calm myself now i usually just like go put stand somewhere you know what i mean like i just put myself somewhere and just decompress and yeah it's, and, like, you're doing all of this completely invisibly, too. Like, you think all this shit is going on and no one is actually even looking at you or at all alerted that you might be, like, 
going through a panic attack. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird. Do you think it's okay that people self-diagnose in the sense that they may believe that they have an illness prior to seeing help, like therapy? Um, because I always feel weird telling a new therapist that I suspect I may have X illness. I don't want them to judge me for not being clueless about mental health and illnesses. I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense. No, I get you. Cause like that was me when I first went to therapy, I was like, okay, I'm clearly depressed here. Help me. And I think self-diagnosis, like there, it gets a bad reputation because people think that everyone's going to suddenly just think that they have something going on when they might not, or they might get the wrong help, etc. Um, I think looking up your symptoms online is very validating. Yeah. <laughs> like, extremely. Like, there were things that I was going through, like, physical ailments that came from my anxiety and depression and PTSD that I didn't realize were from those things. And so it was really validating to know that, like, my heart races for this reason. You know what I mean? And it's, like, something that I can calm down. You know? Like, I think it's helpful, but... I wouldn't, I don't think a therapist would ever judge you for like going in there. There's a one natural curiosity. Like it, it, I don't think that if you end up getting to the point where you think you are handling or dealing with something, if you are able to get the help, I think you should not just stop with the self-diagnosis. Yeah. And Cause there's get work that some, needs to happen after that. Yeah. But it's definitely good first step it's the stepping stone yeah Yeah, absolutely and we're we when should... anybody like it's like with any illness you have like a weird rash that shows up you look bitch it up I'm online on, yeah bitch i'm on webmd in like two seconds exactly like... so there's a lot and there's a lot of resources that like if you do get a diagnosis like you can look for help online as well like there's a lot of like therapy apps that like let you talk to an actual psychiatrist through a phone, you don't even have to be like on the phone. Like there's like text ones, there's like text-based ones, all of like the, you know, prevention hotlines for different things. Like it's important to have all of your resources online as well, but. It's easy to abuse those yes. resources and like not actually help yourself and maybe doing some harm to yourself. But like, it's absolutely like we're in an age where we have all this information. We can definitely use it to it's a, a good first step i yeah. just don't think it should be like where you stop yes. that's my thoughts on it you know what i mean yeah i think this will be the last question that we answer because i think it's relevant to like what's going on in the world but what have you found to be the most effective personally um about mental health in dealing with the constant barrage of negative news that doesn't seem to go away especially this year and this is something that i feel like is really hard and like if you are dealing with mental health problems then you are really affected by like the amount of negativity that and when is you surrounding see the general, politics and the world and everything. When you see the general despair of what everybody else is expressing, it can not help. Yeah, and it makes it feel like what you're dealing with isn't like anything important. And it's like the way that I look at it, um, I think I was I think I was just tweeted like someone was like, "Ha, you thought like 2015 was bad, you know what I mean? Because like 2015 is on record our worst year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, and then they're like, hey, look at like 2017. And it's like, I have to almost separate what I'm dealing with than what the world is dealing with. Because it's like, while this year has been a steaming pile, a steaming pile of shit. Honestly, the last like four years have yeah, been this way. Yeah. I mean, it goes, it goes before that too. It's like, if you look at everything with a negative lens, you will think that every year has just been terrible because there's always bad things happening, but yes. it, it has been a lot lately. And I think when we're all on social media so much, like we see every little thing that could be possibly going wrong. And it's like, of course, cause that's media and that's news and 
it is important to know about everything but i think you have to like look at your own personal life and like while this year has been really shitty mentally this year has been pretty good for me and i have to like make that separation your progress and the world's progress are two different things if it even and no it sounds cheesy but if it helps you to write down things that are going your way that can help keep you grounded yeah. and help keep you focused on yourself and like you can also write down things that you want to do to help those things that you're seeing that are so negative because there's also stuff that you can do you can't solve everything obviously but yeah. there is some things that you can do and that always like can help make it seem a little bit less bleak if that makes sense yeah. but definitely you know acknowledging what you personally what what is going well for you that's important to do and i think everyone should be doing that in general because you deserve a pound the back for getting through life yeah don't we gotta it's hard yeah we gotta look at all the things that we're, we're doing right the things that we did good yeah did good or Is that, right? that you're just like the small little things that you're improving on you know yeah that's our show that, that's the show <laughs> that was a heavier one but i don't know hopefully you got some positivity out of it because honestly like with everything that's going on and stigma that i get from other people like ultimately i am no longer stigmatizing myself i know that i am a person that had experiences that affected me and my brain and i'm dealing with them and i'm working on them and i'm a better person for it and everyone else can eat my ass you know that's the fucking motto, <laughs> and i have lots buddy. to contribute to this planet aka we'll find out <laughs> <laughs> and you do too okay clinking time yes clinking time we love you guys very much and Ooh. we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. So with the death of AOL Instant Messenger, we thought it was only fitting that we give you guys what your screen name should have been. Yeah. So let us know. If let weirdly, know. this was your screen name. Can you imagine? God, that would Honestly, there is a possibility with these. So we're going to start off with Valerie Molina, who is XX, my bloody Valentine lover XX. Oh, my God. Jackie Goldfarb is Goldfish Without a Bowl, 32. Emily Sweeney is Sweet Pea, 43. Melanie Weldon is Melbell 300. Alex Caparo is Capricorn Forever 66. Shannon Chires is Shantana 74. Alicia McKee is I Love Alicia Keys 35. <laughs> we had a lot of trouble like just coming up with a random number. Kimberly Proza is Kim XX Possible. Sarah Booth is OMG, it's Sarah Bear. <laughs> Taylor Collins is Take It or Leave It X3. Emma Corbeal is Emma Dilemma 702. Angelica Fleas is Angel Baby underscore X. <laughs> Joanna Tartaglini is Joanna Dance 45. Emily Milligan is I Heart Miller Light 77. <laughs> Chelsea Grundy is Kurt Cobain Groupie 23. Haley Welsh is Pete Wentz's wife. Katie Kelly is Kelly Ripa Call Me 28. <laughs> Ishbel Mendez is Belle of the Ball. Stephanie Lee is Leave Get Out 42. Right now. <laughs> Jane Thompson is Songs About Jane 71. Amanda McKnight is Amanda Please XD. Oh my god. I'm upset. Chloe Fallon Maluin is Lucky Clover 777. <laughs> Kayla Bean is Kayla is Cool with a K 52. Brandy Robbins is Robin's Egg Blue 22. Megan McNally is Mickey D 63. Michelle Cox is Courtney Cox is My Life spelled with a Y. Rebecca Mack is Mac Attack 88. Yuana Jensen is Generation OMG. Leslie Wright is I Write Sins with a Z, 23. Alexandria Taylor is XX Alex Evans is my BF 666. Please, teen kids, <laughs> understand. Learn oh, from this parent. God. Renee Medina is Nay, I'm a Horse Girl, 42. <laughs> 
Gwen Stowe is Gwen Stefani is Bananas 7. Sloane Fuller is Heart Full of Punk 420. <laughs> Kat Schultz is I Heart with like the less than in 3, the Pussycat Dolls X3. Kim Greeley is Green Eggs and Kim. <laughs> Jason Gonzalez is Guns X Roses X666. Lindsay Torlina is Tornado Lindsay 20. Jess Adams is Adam Brody 4, number 4, ever. Megan Oxley is Megan Rocks 44. Daisy Blossom Dottie is XX Blossom and Bubbles. Where is Buttercup? <laughs> Kennedy Rochelle is Who Killed JFK 420. Honestly, that's like a YouTube channel in 2017. <laughs> M. Samek is Simply M 16. Rebecca Edmondson is Ed Ed and Becky. <laughs> Taryn Parker is Taryn Up My Heart XO. I'm upset. Lucy is Lucy Lou 42. I feel like we did like 1842s. What a year. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey Lynn is Bailey's and Bowties 74. Emily Tormey is I Loved Warp Tour 120. Sonia Vaz Brune is I'm Mr. Brightside 69. Sabrina Hughes is Sabrina the Teenage Bitch. <laughs> Fiona is Fiona to my Shrek 4. Stephanie Oliver is Oliver with a Twist. Wow. Juanita Cara is Vanessa Carlton, lover with a U. Annie Wynn is Pretty Penguin, 22, a baby. U. Cassandra Lee is Sandra D, baby, 33. Courtney Hall is Courtney X, love, 6,000. Angela Sue is Team Angelina, 72. That aged me. Aaron Bray is Brave Little Toaster, 25. Oh, my God. Jade Goshi is Go Go Gadget, 420. My Elizabeth is Queen Elizabeth, 64. Avery Labelson is I Hate Labels, XX. Anthony Hood is Hootie and the Blowfish Fan, 45. Mariah Hanna is Mariah Carey for Life. Liz Hallbrook is Broke My Ankle, 72. <laughs> oh, my God. Madison Greer is I Love Green Day, 24. Megan Preyas is Livin' on a Prayer, 7. Corey Springfield is XX Spring Flower. Jacksonora Who is I Heart the Who, X2. <laughs> Bridget Carey Davis is Carrie Bradshaw's Laptop, 25. Sophia Cock is Pivot the Sofa. <laughs> Beth Fonseca is 30 Seconds to Mars. To Mars. Kendall Berg is Titanic's Iceberg, 47. Megan Grilly is Megan Fox Rocks. <laughs> Chloe Ireland is closing the goddamn Dorno. <laughs> Haley Cadwalder is I break for Haley Williams. <laughs> I never know what like I break means. Like you're not gonna hit her with your car. Like we get. I, yeah. Camelia Malky is Melanie Small 420. <laughs> Amanda Pete is I heart the Amanda Show 4. Caitlin Whalen is Whale Girl 45. Lauren Chavon is Death Cab for Lauren. Dana Daly is Danimals Drinkable Yogurt 45. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that brand sponsorship. <laughs> Blair Wood is Hollywood Hills with a Z X4. Anna and Hernandez is Anna Banana 77. Lynn and Drew are Lynn Drew Truffle. I just wanted to do that. <laughs> Mackenzie Knight is Kira Knightley's corset in that one movie that made me gay 45. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and Rachel Evans is Evian Missed Me. <laughs> Fuck. All right, and the rest of the beep boppos. You guys are all of the initials I had in my profile page. <laughs> oh my god. We've got Sophie Jar of Mellow. Let me know if I fucked that up. Dana Marie Smith. Bree Cram. Ashley Riefenberger. Mallory. Allie Malone. And Kathleen Wynn. Thank you guys for suffering through that. Probably drudging up some terrible memories of sitting on aim for hours. And uh, I'm officially making a closed door noise right now. <laughs> That was that? Wow. <laughs> Great way to end the show. Can't believe Squeezie just burped on camera. <laughs> um, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.